0: You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. back to the auric Talk Show and this week my guest is spreading the love of financial education. Making money doesn't have to be hard so let's make money simple. Ryan <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, how are you? No worries Shane, thank you for having me mate, glad to be here. Yeah no problem at all. So how's your new year been so far? I, I know we're only in, uh, well this show will be going out on the second week of Jan but uh, yeah how's it been so far?
1: um yeah it's probably been as good as it could be I've been trying to get ahead of the game and record a few YouTube videos um and write a few blog posts just to yeah as I said get ahead of the game start the year right but um yeah obviously different new years this year but it was as good as it could be and hopefully next year's one will be back more back to normal (laughs) yeah fingers crossed well let's look out
0: for that YouTube video uh YouTube channel sorry we'll be looking forward to that cool so yeah I just want to start
1: with who exactly are you and what do you do So my name's Ryan, as you mentioned. I've got an account called Making Money Simple, which was started in my final year of uni in 2019. But more generally speaking, I went to university uh, in Loughborough. I studied economics, managed to get myself on a graduate scheme in London, working as an accountant. And that's what I've been doing since September, 2019. Um, So that's the day job, currently working as well as living in London. Um, doing the ACA exams, hoping to become a chartered accountant and finish all of those exams in 2021. And then on the side, as I mentioned, it's making money simple, making YouTube videos, blog posts, podcasts, trying to grow that side hustle. Yeah, I love it. And
0: how many followers do you have now? You've quite done quite well.
1: Yeah, on Instagram, it's about 18K now. Um, I put in quite a lot of work, particularly when lockdown hit um, in March of 2020. I was at home, didn't have much to do. So I was pumping out two posts a day and generally was pretty consistent throughout 2020 in terms of making money simple, which is something that I definitely lacked in 2019. And then luckily it's paid off as I've managed to grow my following. um, And hopefully that'll continue in 2021. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And you know what, that's proof in the pudding that consistency is what gets you that that following and that fan base, isn't it? And you're like, just proof of that. Yeah, it's literally consistency and engagement. Even now, even though it takes me hours every day I will still reply to every comment every dm and leave comments on as many posts as possible to help other creators out so anyone looking to start consistency and engagement um is this not so secret formula it's more just <laughs> hard <work>.
0: like <laughs> top tips there from uh, making money simple how long have you
1: actually been investing you know in stocks and shares and so on so i started in mid 2018 um i initially Pretty much had no idea what I was doing, but I had some savings because I did a placement year um, in between my second or third year of uni. And I ended up putting some money into Facebook, which actually has turned out quite well for me. But soon after that was when I discovered, done some more reading, learned about stocks and shares ISAs, about index funds. And ever since mid-2018, the majority of the approach has been to invest monthly into index funds through Vanguard Stocks and Shares ISA. So I'm reducing my fees, reducing my taxes and globally diversified as I mainly stick to global index funds. Yeah, and it's more
0: hands off, isn't it? And it's kind of like yeah. you're building wealth over the long term and looking for, you know, quick um stock turnarounds as what a lot of people will do. They'll listen to advice from their friends or family, like, oh invest in Tesla or do this or do that. And it's like,
1: how about you invest in doing in your own research? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And that was perfectly honest with you it was a youtube tip which was why i used to watch showing youtube videos on stock tips and that was why i invested into facebook obviously i was lucky that it worked out quite well but normally it doesn't so much um and yeah my as you sort of alluded to my two main sort of principles when it comes to investing are simplicity and automation so i don't want to be owning 35 different stocks with some of this and some of that i would rather just have most of my money in a global index fund to make it simple and then have it automated, so I invest into the same index fund every single month, and that has been the digital exact process for the last two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it?
0: And have you, apart from I suppose, it's a bit of a daft question, but apart from COVID, have you seen some like some growth from like 2018 to 2019
1: in your index fund? Yes. So I actually, funnily enough, just made a YouTube video revealing my Vanguard oh. portfolio. But yeah, I think. Oh, between i'm up about 25 percent so i think the compounded average growth rate is just over 10 which um i guess is probably the market average over the long term but yeah i have experienced some growth obviously not as much as the people that did invest into individual stocks mm. um, because some of them like tesla exploded hundreds of percent but the important thing to realize is for investors particularly people who are new to investing in 2020 every year is not like this It's been a very special year in terms of the pandemic and all of the stimulus and money printing. So just, if you have been lucky to make loads and loads of money this year, just make sure you're still financially educating yourself. So when there is like a sudden drop, because there will be a drop at some point, there's always ups and downs. You don't panic sell and start getting yourself into bother because of a lack of financial education and you don't know what your strategy and plan is. Yeah, I totally agree. And
0: you know what, with the kind of opposite to that as well, like I see so many people... When they see like, like a, a, a share price going up, that's when they buy, and it's like, no, this is like yeah. totally the wrong thing to do. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, funny, I mean, yeah, people yeah. preach buy low, sell high, but ninety percent of people do the exact opposite, which is why. Yeah, I won't get into it too much. But why I prefer index funds and not picking individual stocks because I'm trying to predict what stocks going to go up, and then if it's going to go up, do you buy it today or next week or next month? I just stick to index funds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to- to- totally agree. Um, with myself,
0: yeah, it's definitely index funds all the way. Um, I've got, guys, uh, I've invested in five index funds in Vanguard, so I kind of just every month, you know, ten percent of my wage. And then that goes split into the, uh, into the five. I think there's, uh, two ETFs and three funds. And then I do, do I do, I do hold the, uh, the odd individual, uh, stock, which, you know, you know what, um, this one individual stock that I did buy back in April time, I just typed in on Google top 10 companies to invest in. This was before I really knew what I was doing. And (laughs) there was a company called iRobot that came up and they do like, um, these vacuums that go around the floors on their own. So I thought, oh, I'll buy one of them shares. And that's actually been my my best stock. It like I think I bought it for like 20 bucks and it went up to like 80. No, the highest it went to was about 90
1: bucks. I don't know where it, I haven't checked it actually this week, but yeah, it did pretty well. Lovely stuff. I mainly preach similar to you index funds, especially for the average person who has no interest. We obviously have finance Instagram accounts. So we are interested in researching companies. Staying on top of everything. But for the average person who's got a family, maybe has a very busy career, setting up an automated payment with index fund will do a lot more for them than trying to bet on random stock tips from the internet. Yeah, 100%. And there's so many accounts that I, 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 I
0: preach in that, you know, invest in Tesla, invest in Amazon. Yeah. And so going back to, like, let's say, for instance, your secondary school, then being taught finance in school, it wasn't something that was ever preached to me in school and I think that's that's something that should be brought into school as like an education basis like we don't even learn about checkbooks in school or or credit cards or nothing it's so bad and what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah school is abysmal for teaching anything useful pretty much Um, (laughs) particularly when it comes to personal finances so I did business GCSE and economics A level so and I did economics at uni so I had I guess like a bit of financial knowledge but it was all mainly theory based none of it was actually anything useful like taxes mortgages how to budget how to save how to start investing how to start a business how to start a side hustle all things that people none of it is really taught in school i regularly make posts actually on how there's little taught in school and it does seem to be that in america in some schools, there is like a personal finance class, but from, what I've, from who I've spoken to in the UK, uh, my personal experience in England, there is nothing to do with financial education at school. Um, so yeah, essentially, other than doing business and economics throughout school and uni, I then started self-educating in my final year of uni. And as you said, I did I did business at
0: GCSE and like BTEC as well, but it was like again, I didn't learn anything about taxes, accounting. To be honest, I think it was like, oh, create your own business and you've got to market it. And it was like, um, I did like a nightclub at that salt (laughs) cocktail. I can't remember what it was now, but it was like, it's so far away from what business actually
1: is, you know? Yeah, it's all like business, especially economics as well. Economics is, even though it's interesting, it's purely theory. And then business, I remember doing stuff like cash cow and like division of labour and all these sort of theories, old school theories where... It's not actually entrepreneurship, if you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't really help you do anything, although it is interesting to learn about at the time. Yeah, no, it is
0: definitely. And you know what they should do? They should get someone who runs a successful business who doesn't need to be hands-on to come in a school and pay them for their time and teach Honestly, this yeah. stuff. If they got Elon Musk down my secondary school, it would have been absolute scenes. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, that would have been an investment <laughs> to get him in. But I wonder how much his fees just to... Uh... Just to get him in for a talk, must be seven figures. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. And actually, let's let's talk about Elon Musk because he he's an absolute gem of a character, isn't he? How he just like just does anything he wants, and I'm sure you may have heard his Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Um, how he was just like, oh, h- how are you digging a tunnel in LA? He's like, oh, we just dig a big hole, and well, how have you get that approved? Oh, I sign a piece of paper from the government, and what? <laughs> like That's just crazy. That this is type of guy that like, he's just gone in and just. He just does it, doesn't he? He just puts his money where his mouth is.
1: Yeah. He's he's a legend, to be honest with you. He obviously divides opinion. But if you're trying to be an entrepreneur and essentially go after what you want, he embodies that completely and doesn't really care what anyone thinks or says about him. He just does what he thinks is best. (laughs) Yeah, like the whole uh, flamethrower as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, his Twitter account is gold. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't he post like funny memes and things like that? Yeah, he's like the ultimate meme lord on Twitter. Normally, for months, his uh, profile picture was Doge, the Bitcoin. (laughs) No (laughs) fucks given. The famous Doge meme. Obviously, the Bitcoin as well. The the cryptocurrency, sorry, as well. Yeah, no fucks given at all. But yeah, I
0: love (laughs) the guy. Um, So your road to financial freedom. um, Obviously, that's promoted a lot on Instagram and it's what we all want at the end of the day isn't it and it's I mean for me personally I don't know if you feel the same it's not so much for materialistic things it's for security in later life isn't it and it's to property and like cars and nice clothes that's a byproduct of money but it's essentially for me it's like security for my family and if I need uh, private health care you know money helps to pay for that and that's why I want to be financially free and obviously to not give my time to someone else and spend my time doing the things that I find most precious would you agree with that or what's
1: what's your definition of financial freedom I completely agree with that and I'd say another thing to add to that is traveling and holidays where being able to um, essentially take yourself or your family where you want at any point in time without having any sort of constraints is the ideal situation to be in so before I get into that there was like this interesting book that I read that a lot of people hate on money and seem to think that if you like money and are trying to build wealth it's some sort of evil but in this book, there was three questions. What makes people most happy? What makes people most unhappy? And what causes people the most stress? And all of the top answers were money. So if you're just listening to this now, imagine if you had an extra £100 a month, what you could do with that. Imagine an extra £500, pound, five pounds you know, how much more? And as you mentioned security, and then that's definitely a big thing. And being able to you know, send your kids to school, and if there, anything happens to like a family or friend, you have enough money in a bank to help to help them out. But I would say my big thing is probably freedom. Not, obviously, financial freedom is the goal. But then the main thing is time freedom where you can essentially live life on your terms um, and not have to listen to a boss. Not have to wake up at 7 a.m. to get trained to work for 9 a.m. Not having to be in an even office. You can be whatever you want, um, working for yourself, doing your own business. Um, that would essentially be my personal goal. Yeah, I love
0: that. And, you know, I thought about this the other day and I thought if, when, when, because it's not a matter of if,
1: it's a matter of when for me. And I'm sure it is for you, like. Yeah, when... yeah. So I've got interesting point on this, actually. So I think it's like very, very easy to actually become a millionaire when you retire. It's literally just a numbers game where all you need to do is invest a certain amount per month. And if that grows at 7%, which is the average return after inflation, you know, if we're in our 20s, if we're investing a few hundred pounds a month, we're gonna be very wealthy, probably millionaires by the time we retire at 65, 70. But the sort of um like predicament is we're gonna be millionaires, but you wanna try and have a high enough income today, particularly in your 20s and 30s, so you can actually enjoy yourself and as you say, you know, have the security, the property, the car, being able to, as I mentioned, you know, go on holiday, go travel mm-hmm. so there's sort of like a uh uh trade-off where you need to be investing monthly for the long term but at the same time doing something today to be increasing your income to a level where you can get all of them like wealthy things at a younger age rather than waiting until you're 65 70 if you sort of get where i'm yeah. coming from
0: yeah 100 because when you are that age 70 yeah great i'm a millionaire but i don't well yeah. i can't i'm not able to do much now so i'll have to just give it to the kids
1: <laughs> yeah Literally. And that's the thing as well well, on that. So people do hate on, you know, I do hear people say, what's the point in investing? I'd rather enjoy myself now. I'd certainly rather be investing now and guarantee myself to be a millionaire when I'm 65 and 70, rather than doing nothing and just spending all my money. But the predicament is, yeah, you need to try and do something today to increase your income, whether it's like a side hustle, getting a pay rise, getting other income streams means you can also build essentially your memories and life today whilst not sacrificing your future millionaire status over the long term <laughs> i agree and it's like
0: you know what like i'm not telling people to to you know completely strip back on having one holiday a year but maybe instead of being an extravagant holiday to like las vegas or the maldives maybe just have a weekend break away in like belgium or something like it's over yeah. the road you know and and then maybe have these small weekend breaks that don't really break the bank and then still invest and then when you do reach retirement age you've got you know 60 to 70 and 70 to 80 to you and go and travel around the world if you your missus on a yacht somewhere like 20 yeah. years of full-on traveling because you've yeah. you know you've 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 uh delayed gratification
1: so this is actually a thing as well that i in a book called i will teach you how to be rich which is a really good book i'd recommend it but he sort of talks about um like a conscious spending plan so how it works is you can spend money on whatever you want you know people criticize a lot of people our age, particularly for you know, buying coffees or maybe buying brands that we don't need or going on too many holidays. But the thing is, you literally can spend your money on whatever you want, provided that you've saved and invested a set amount each month. If your aim is to save 20% of your income a month and you've saved 20%, feel free to do whatever you want with the rest of your money. Go to the Maldives, buy a coffee every day. But if you're literally not investing any money and you're still doing all of them extravagant things that's where the problem is because you're not building anything for the future you're just sacrificing everything to fulfill that instant gratification so you need to find essentially you need to save and invest first and then yeah. then do whatever you want with the rest of your money essentially
0: yeah it's almost like pay your future self and then you know that little bit of money you got left whether that's you know considered a big bit or a small bit yeah enjoy yourself with it. it's kind of I call it like after you've you know You've paid yourself first, your investments, your emergency fund, and then then you've got claim money then, which is like the last bit of your money. Yeah, exactly. And I've actually
1: got uh, something you just mentioned. I've got another good thing on that. So I actually tweeted this the other day. I read it in a book. I'm not sure what book, but it was years ago. But if the government taxed you, if the government said today they're going to increase taxes an extra 10%, me and you would have to pay 10% more in tax. It doesn't matter what our lifestyle is. We would have to make changes to essentially pay that extra 10% in tax so when you're paying yourself first if you're struggling to do it you need to essentially view it as a tax you need to tax yourself 10% and then make your lifestyle fit around that so you can still pay yourself first that 10% by investing it yeah
0: yeah that's so true and um
1: well I hope the government don't do that yeah yeah if they did you'd have to find a way and it's the same so you need to do that to yourself to essentially find a way well to be fair like I lived in Australia for well a year and a half nearly two years
0: and um, their tax is thirty percent of their wage,
1: just a flat fee.
0: For thirty percent, the more and obviously the more you earn after that, it's it goes up more. Um, okay. But I was taxed fifteen percent because I was a backpacker, so it was like backpacker tax. Um, but like the wage is better there, so you know I was getting paid thirty dollars an hour just from sweeping floors on construction sites. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but so, then is the how, is it relative the same or is it still better off if you know what I mean
0: I'd say it's still better off because before oh. i got before I got there, everyone was saying, yeah the wage might be good, but the cost of living is more expensive but that depends on your the what what you're living like like yeah. if you're gonna go, you know ex, ex, go out on the piss every weekend you know um because <laughs> not uh, just 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 a disclaimer I don't do drugs right but like <laughs> I know that I know that drugs in <laughs> Australia right it's $300 for a gram of Coke, right? Compared to the UK. I don't know how much is in the UK because I've, I've never touched drugs, but uh, no, I have. I've touched MDMA, but, <laughs> but never Coke. <laughs> um, so, but what, what I'm trying to say is, but and let's, so the, I had colleagues I was working with on the construction site that would would spend their, their money. Yeah, exactly. On a weekend. And uh, they'll be getting paid like $1,500 a week Right, and that would be gone, or like they'd have $200 left. Whereas me, I was probably saving that's just um, silly. It <laughs> was, I was saving probably 1100 a week. Oh, like, wow! And then going traveling with like, so I would work for a long period, then travel for a long period, and that's what I would do. Um, but yeah, you know, it just wow. depends how extravagant right. your lifestyle is, you know. So it's, it's, it, well, it, that's it, it's saying, more, yeah, it's interesting. I certainly might, yeah,
1: thank you for the information.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good but if I mean if you can get out there at some point then um 100% do it. Oh. This podcast is sponsored by Paul McGee at Prosource Limited. Paul sources single-let properties in the northwest for clients who want a more personalised approach. He deep dives into your property investment goals to help establish the best strategy for your individual needs, and goes out to find properties that match. Using both on and off-market techniques and an ethical approach, Paul ensures a win-win for both buyers and the sellers. So, if you're looking to kickstart your investment journey into the northwest, I urge you to contact Paul via his website www.prosourced.co.uk or through his Instagram at real paul mcgee and book a free call with him today. All right, credit score then. Let's talk about credit score. So you're a big advocate of uh, credit cards and credit score, and you put a lot of posts out about it. So yeah, tell us a bit more about, about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So first thing I will say is I personally am a big fan of credit cards, and I believe if you're going to be responsible and pay off in full every single month without fail, then it's literally a no-brainer because you'll get free cash, free perks and free rewards however the problem is most people do not pay off in full so if you get a credit card please make sure you pay off in full and you essentially get rewarded as i mentioned with free cash and rewards but moving on to credit score so when it comes to credit score there are a few high impact items you can google these just to find a full list but a few of the big ones are when you open one up or if you have one now make sure you set it up a direct debit it gets paid off in full every single month. By paying off in full, that is literally the best thing you can do for your credit score. Do that for a few months and a few years and your credit score will be better than the majority of the country. Another thing that impacts your credit score, which is a bit more technical, is called your credit utilisation. So just say you've got on a £1,000 credit limit, if you are using £990 every single month, you are signalling to the credit card provider that you're essentially nearly not able to afford that credit because you're nearly going over every single month however if you're only spending 200 pound you're essentially showing you're responsible and you can be trusted because you've got this a thousand pound of free money and you're only spending 200 pound a month so it's not an exact science but the they say the best general way better sort of number to keep your credit utilization to is 25 to 30 percent so when you first open up a credit card My first credit card, my credit score was only, my credit limit, sorry, was only £300 or £200, so it was quite hard to keep my utilisation low. However, particularly over the months, as your credit score grows to four figures and then five figures, if you can try and keep your utilisation as low as possible, that will be another thing that benefits your credit score. Another one, you can do a few admin things, like get on the electoral roll, um, That's the one that comes to mind. Another high impact item, so this will be the last one I'll talk about, this is the fourth one, is credit limit. So your actual amount of credit limit is another high impact item that affects your credit score, which essentially means if you have £5,000 available to you instead of £1,000, that is better because you're having more money lended to you. Try and apply for a credit limit increase every six months so then you will have everything working together. You're paying off in full, you're keeping your utilisation low, and your credit limit is slowly growing over time and you're continuing to pay off in full and be responsible and trustworthy but yeah as i mentioned just google uh high impact items and then there's like a long i think there's six or eight things that um will impact your credit score but those three that i mentioned are probably the most important and they make up i think definitely over about 60 percent of your credit score at least if not more
0: <laughs> yeah perfect so there's some really good tips there even um yeah, I think they will they'll really help people actually that listen to this because I think people get quite scared of credit cards because they're deemed yeah. bad, aren't they? But in fact they are they are needed to obviously build it so you can get things
1: like mortgages, etc. Yeah. Um, so, so this, this, this comes back, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. to how a lack of financial I think credit cards are probably the most important thing for financial education that should be taught in schools because the amount of people I see and speak to, especially on Instagram, who are like between eighteen and twenty-five. That have no idea what they're doing and are in thousands of pounds of debt and have thousands of pounds of interest to pay because they have no idea how to responsibly manage the the, the the essentially the free money that they're getting from credit so although i'm a big advocate of credit cards if you know you're an impulse buyer and you're not going to be able to pay off in full then it's probably best just not getting yourself in that agony of being in loads of debt and paying loads of interest is only use them if you're going to be responsible But I think it does a lot come back to school and how does the lack of financial education around credit cards and then people just find themselves in a mountain of debt before they've even really started their adult life. And then you get these horror stories of people who hate credit cards and that's sort of how um, that sort of like motto develops about credit cards being bad. But the truth is I've had the credit card now for two and a half years. I have got an excellent credit score on the three main credit agencies and I've never paid a penny in interest. And just a quick thing on the credit agencies. So there's three main credit agencies where you can, uh, which essentially report uh, track your credit score. So there's Experian, which is probably the one you've heard of that's advertised quite a lot on TV. Then there's also TransUnion and Equifax. And um, the scores are a bit they're a bit pointless in a sense. Though they all sort of use similar high impact items to measure the score, and they're probably the the, the biggest three. So if you're going to apply for a mortgage or for car finance, it's likely that the lender is probably going to check one of your score on all three which is why it's important if you can to sign up and check your score probably at least once every three or four months just to make sure there's nothing strange on there or nothing you wouldn't expect and I made a post on this recently but the way to check all three so your Experian credit score you can check on Experian your transunion credit score you can check on credit karma and your Equifax credit score you can check on clear so you can sign up for them free free accounts um log on once every three or four months and just make sure everything's in order and there's not sort of any weird marks or anything on your credit report perfect Sorry, yeah was, no
0: no. no that's perfect <laughs> that's i think that's the sort of information people want to hear so i i actually didn't know about the the second one you mentioned i use clear score and uh experian but I'd, I'd never heard of the other one actually so yeah no, well, i think that
1: credit calm is actually my favorite as well so i would definitely recommend you signing up for that yeah, um calm. it's pretty cool so you can it's actually similar to clear score in the sense that you get a credit report and also tracks your credit score over time um so it's probably actually similar to clear score but that was the first one that i used so i guess i'm a bit biased to uh yeah the endowment effect
0: <laughs> yeah and no, i love it and you know what like it just goes to show like as, as you said about the education side of things with quick credit cards um I I uh, because I talk about credit cards and whatever like I get adverts for them on top up on Facebook, and yeah. one came up was uh, an American Express card, and um, there was a comment on it from from this uh, lady and she was said oh, nobody buy credit nobody not buy nobody get credit <laughs> cards because they're bad and this 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 and I was like what that no credit cards are great for building your credit score and she just yeah. didn't have nothing to say back to it, you know and it's yeah. like just like. This woman was probably, she looked like she was in her 40s or whatever, but, you know, still there's that lack of financial education at that age. But I'm hoping now that people like you and I that are on Instagram now and are are kind of promoting that money can be made simple, which is obviously your ethos. Um, (laughs) On brand. (laughs) Yeah, on brand straight away. Um, You know, that that there there hopefully will be a shift in more and more people learning about it, but um, but that's what we'd like to hope hope anyway. yeah, and I'm sure um, Martin Lewis was trying to get, get it in schools, financial education. Oh, he backed that. Mm. Yes. 100%. I hope, well, I I hope, but I'd I'll, I'll I'll back it. If there's a petition for it, I'd definitely back it. What are your long-term goals?
1: love to have my own business. I think it'd be great if I could take brand, particularly this year, is going to be a focus on growing the YouTube channel, which is new, the podcast and the blog. And I think it'd be great if the dream would be to essentially make enough income and passive income from i guess like the making money simple and all the different avenues that i can essentially have my own business and then no longer need to rely on the nine to five income i think in the medium term i'll have to carry on working my nine to five day job and that can end. and also people hate on nine to fives but at the end of the day it's good being employed because you're getting constant pretty steady and stable income that you can use every single month to invest and save um but the long term goal definitely have my own business hopefully be my own boss and then as we mentioned hopefully achieve financial uh, freedom and time freedom at a fairly young age hopefully in my 30s and then enjoy the rest of my life (laughs) but yeah I think I'll always continue to promote financial education and I would love to be able to get some sort of financial education program into schools or something that's a bit more mainstream rather than at the moment it's just on social media something similar to I guess Martin Lewis but maybe yeah similar to him but push what he's Trying to push and get financial education in schools, as you mentioned.
0: Mm, yeah, that would be awesome, and uh, I'd totally back you 100 if you used to if you used to do that. Yeah, Cheers, appreciate yeah, the support. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, just because like when I have children, that's something that I'm going to be um teaching them pretty much on a daily basis without making it boring either. Like there'll be ways to like make it fun.
1: 100, yeah. um,
0: 100. Cool. That's that's awesome. So. um Talk to us a little bit about your ebook. Now, your ebook's done incredibly well so far, and it's it's free um, for everyone that's listening. But uh, talk to us a bit about why you created it and uh, well, where it's available as well.
1: Yeah, so it's called "Making Investing Simple." I wrote it during lockdown in between June and July, sorry, between May and July, twenty twenty, and I released it in August, twenty twenty. It's currently got over. 1500 downloads i think maybe even 1600 now so it's pretty mad but the reason was i kept getting the same common questions um on in DMs, just mainly about how to start investing what are index funds you know what's an isa um basic questions well basic to me and you because we obviously research this stuff but to the average person it, you, when you think there's 70 million people in the uk it's still pretty relatively unknown and i'd say financial education even though it's been around Probably since Rich Dad poured that over 20 years ago, it's still probably a bit of a niche niche subject, which is a bit of a shame, really. And it does need to be more mainstream. But that, I guess, questions I kept getting on a daily basis led me to writing an ebook. And a lot of people do sell courses and books, and I would one day love to be able to sell a course or a book. And once I said, once I, as I mentioned, turn making money simple into sort of like a long term thing. But I just wanted to make a free ebook just for the beginner investor who has no idea where to start no idea what investing is and what the ebook does is it essentially walks through the absolute basics such as what is investing why invest what is the stock market and then it sort of looks onto you know how to keep your fees low how to keep your taxes low through isis how to choose a broker and then towards the end it gets on a bit a few more complicated topics like index funds um diversification compounding dollar cost averaging but essentially a 61 page book that i wrote online it's completely free um you can download it just by going to my instagram and it's the link in my bio um and yeah i've got quite a lot of good feedback on it um people seem to have enjoyed it people still are and one thing i always say to people if you do read it and do have any questions just send me a dm on instagram and i'll send you a voice note back explaining the question in the best way possible
0: (laughs) yeah perfect um yeah i've actually downloaded it myself just to, just to have a look to you know to see how good it is and i can say that it's actually pretty good and it's 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 thorough and it's kind of straight to the point and you know it makes a lot of sense and it's pretty simple and it's uh it's really well designed too i must add
1: it's good branding <laughs> thank you all about the aesthetic the content is irrelevant now i'm joking yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
0: the one um all right cool so Moving on to, from your ebook, nicely into book recommendations. What are your, let's say, top, I'm going to go for top two books What that people should start reading, like, the uh, from the basics.
1: Let me get, I'll give you three books. I don't know about my top two. But yes, I've got a section, I've got, like, a story highlight called Book Recommendations, and it essentially swipes up to Amazon. And it's got, so I think there's five must-read books. But the top three, I would say, number one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's recommended a lot. And I feel people almost get a bit annoyed when people recommend that book because it's so recommended. But the fact is, it's the first book I ever read on personal finance. It's usually the first book most people read. And it's mainly because it gives you the mindset and you just start looking at... You'll read it and then you'll think about things you thought about years ago and then how you were actually wrong and how like school is wrong and how things you get taught at home are wrong. And it just opens your eyes. The, the, the main criticism is there's not much practical advice but it's a guide so it's essentially trying to give you the mindset to enable you to you know start building wealth and it doesn't tell you know go to Leicester and buy two properties on this street (laughs) and then it's more of a guide to building wealth so that'd be number one number two would be money master the game by Tony Robbins which is a the book 700 pages it's an absolute beast and essentially it's more it's, sort of, it's probably more specific than rich dad poor that it goes through loads of the different myths that people have when it comes to investing i think there's seven or nine myths it breaks them down and completely destroys them it goes a lot through index funds and how that's the best way to invest and then it goes on to the last part of the book where tony robbins interviews some of the world's greatest investors like warren buffett and he essentially just you know makes notes of his interviews and what they said and then the third and final book is The Little Book of Common Sense Investing, which, very close to my heart, is written by the founder of Vanguard, yep. who also founded Index Funds. Probably he 100% is the person who has made the biggest impact on in the investing world by a mile. You know, in 75, 1975, when Vanguard was founded, I think it was when it was founded, and then the Index Fund came about, to invest, you had to be rich, you had to pay a lot of fees. Jack Bogle and Vanguard completely destroyed that. So literally now, today, anyone can invest for a low fee. Um, and the book goes through index funds, goes through the whole passive versus active approach and why passive investing through index funds wins 99% of the time over the long term. There's also quite a lot of good like analogies and anecdotes and stories from his time um, of like index funds and building them from the ground up because he really was the innovator. And he was, yeah, as I said, the founder of index funds and that essentially is probably the best and easiest and most automated vehicle for the average person to build their wealth. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Money Master the Game, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing, them three books will probably cost you, what not even £30, probably about £25. And if you read them three books, smash them out in a month or two, you will know more than 99% of people and actually have some idea of how to start building wealth. Yeah, totally, totally,
0: totally agree, 100%.
1: And then um, make investment simple. Free ebook.
0: Yeah, one. get the free ebook whilst you're at it as well. Yeah, it's only sixty pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, read it on your lunch break. Um, yeah, rich dad poor dad was kind of like my first. Well, it was, it was uh, technically my second book, but well, my first book was the richest man in, ba- in Babylon. Uh, that's my that's my fourth one. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic book, isn't it? And it's ri- written yeah. like biblical terms, but it's just the yeah. principles about it, and they're just really like. It's just great how it's put into like a, a story the
1: yeah, of the story. Yeah, it it's, it's just fantastic. These are old school parables and the, the lessons from thousands of years ago as can still be applied today, and the rules of money haven't changed from thousands of years ago. That was actually my third until I read uh, the little book of common sense investing in about I think it was the summer of 2020. Yeah. So now I reached that fourth, and then fifth is I'll teach you how to be rich so that's my top five <laughs> Nice. <laughs> just full disclaimer <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> I, I enjoy it. that book and it's also very short as well so you can literally read it in a few hours and then once again have all the sort of lessons you need to be able to start building wealth
0: yeah yeah those books are yeah so to begin with those five books are absolutely perfect so yeah if you are listening then um grab yourself any of those and yes, yeah, start learning uh cool so um this leaves us to the final part of the show um so just a quick random three questions that i ask all my guests yeah um so if you're a if you are a, a frequent listener then you'll know these questions question 1 is what is your favorite movie
1: Saving private
0: ryan that is so weird i was watching that before this call <laughs> it's just come on netflix yeah it's just come on netflix so i started watching it before this
1: call what a film. What a coincidence. Yeah. Also a great name. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, perfect film. Uh, filmed beautifully. Uh very sad actually, but uh yeah, awesome movie. It deserved all the Oscars it got. Um cool. What's your favorite destination?
1: I'll say the best country I've been to is Vietnam. Me too. Really? That's my favorite country. <laughs> think. So I know. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. They're not my favourite country, but definitely the best, the most amazing place I've been to is Vietnam.
0: Yeah. Have you been to Sapa in Vietnam at all? No, I don't think I went there. Up north. So I, I, I went, went to Hawaii. Hanoi. Hanoi, yeah. Uh... Hanoi, and then ha- Halong Bay. Top Halong right. Bay, yeah. So yeah. it was either I chose out of Halong Bay or Sapa. So I went to Sapa and stayed in this little village in the mountains in the rice paddy fields for the evening.
1: Oh, I did a similar thing to that in Laos, where I stayed in like a village. I had to go down like a river miles away from anything there was like a little village <laughs> all, all randomly and then we stayed there for a night in like malaria nets and stuff it was, was it mental a thousand islands is that what it's called or something or the i'm not gonna Island. i can't remember i really can't remember yeah. it's probably something to see what you done but yeah that was honestly mind-blowing <laughs> yeah laos um a bit of a weird country isn't it it's uh very very like underdeveloped and yeah, very, very developing country. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. But, you know, the, the people there are lovely, lovely, lovely people. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, great answer. Love Vietnam. Um, <laughs> so, question three, finally. Name something that grinds your gears.
1: So, the first thing that comes to mind is when, say, you spill a drink, a bit of water on the carpet, and then someone starts moaning about it. I'm just like, it's not really an issue, is it? Just relax. <laughs> There's more important things to worry about. And also staying on brand people that don't invest obviously
0: <laughs> yes i love that one that's great i love that one that let's say in fact just touching on that actually that's a big one isn't it people go oh well i don't have enough money to invest when you know all you need is you know even if it's five, five. or ten pounds it's five or ten quid that's all you need isn't it to start? It literally takes 10 minutes and 10 pounds to start investing yeah it's, it's that simple guys making money simple and all that <laughs> you know the drill staying up around this whole talk all right cool so um excellent so we'll just wrap up the show there but uh i just want to know how can people get in touch with you ryan
1: the best way is just through instagram which is at making money simple um send me a dm i'll normally get back to you within a day probably send you a voice note if you have any questions (laughs) but um yeah most of my socials are making money simple so whatever social media you're on just have a search for that but most likely way i'll respond will be on instagram because i'm on that regularly and one thing to plug actually going to be starting a youtube channel it will already be live by the time this goes out so making money simple on youtube um just go and check out the videos. See if you enjoy them. See what you think. Any videos you'd like to see? Please let me know in the comments.
0: <laughs> Perfect, and um, I will pop this video as well on YouTube, so it will just be below in the yeah. description. So I'll I'll link that. Um, but Beautiful. to all to all the, uh, <laughs> the viewers of this of the video and not so much the audio. Um, i apologize <laughs> about the uh, the editing of it because it was filmed um, during a tier four lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> So apologies uh, for that. Um, okay. I yeah, um, you haven't
1: won though, Shane. I appreciate the um, opportunity and it's been great chatting to you this morning, mate.
0: Yeah, Ryan, it's been um, a great talk with you. And again, apologies for the uh, the internet connection over here.
1: No worries um, at all. It's, it's like we're living in
0: said. the uh, 1920s or something.
1: <laughs> um, Lockdown and doom, not the best combo.
0: <laughs> it's not, but let's, uh, let's soon hope to get out there and uh, meet each other in person. Cool. Well, good yeah so everyone that's been uh, Making Money Simple Brian, thanks for coming on the show I really appreciate it cheers Shane been a pleasure uh, thanks for having me you're welcome so everyone I'll see you next week and ciao for now